0: the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! You may be an open book, Spongebob, but I'm a bit more complicated than that. The inner machinations of my mind are an enigma.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I can't tell you
0: talk about Feeling joy when you are studying the storyboard. I came upon that moment and went, I get to do this.
2: Hi, friends. Welcome to SpongeBob Binge Pants,
1: Nickelodeon's official podcast about all things SpongeBob. I'm Hector Navarro. And I'm Frankie Grandang. You heard part one. Hector and I are here again, and we are going to guide you through as you hear the rest of that unbelievable interview with the one and only Patrick Starr. Let's do it. Here we go.
2: Bill, again, to go back in time a little bit, you guys are recording the first season. You get a season two, a season three, then a movie. Did you ever think as one of the actors on the show, like... There's no way that this 11-minute, silly, episodic show that doesn't really have a continuity to it could carry a full-length movie. There's no way. I mean, what was your reaction (laughs) to learning that you guys were going to do that, and and what was it like uh, making that first movie?
0: Yeah, that's challenging. I was just so happy that we got to keep doing the show. They weren't sure there after three seasons. With uh, Cable Children's uh, Animation... There's this kind of this routine of three seasons and we're done. It actually took a, a, a lot of commitment from Nickelodeon to keep going with it, uh, oddly enough. I mean, me coming from the camera world, I'm going, what? Of course. It's, it's like this where the New Yorker was talking about. <laughs> it was just becoming so exciting and I'd go and pick up my kids at school and I was like the Beatles, you know, all these kids would go, ah, Patrick! come running down like, <laughs> and then they went forth with the movie and season four i was anxious but i mean the real labor here is the the writers and uh, (laughs) knowing that steve was into it and knowing that he had had some time to work on it because it takes a lot of time to develop that kind of story like you say going from 11 minutes to 87 minutes or whatever that's a big leap
1: Yeah. But it's wonderful. I mean, it absolutely was wonderful. Was it very different from recording the TV shows
0: in terms of the way that you guys approached it? It was done in the typical animated film format where it's very broken up. We did, however, though, get to do a lot of stuff together on that delightfully. And then those awesome songs that Stephen (laughs) Stephen did and Derek Drummond worked on. I mean, the, the songs were wonderful. But when stuff is that broken up, that's a very different experience as opposed to the wonderment of just doing, like, a radio play for three hours or whatever to do a an 11-minute episode. That is so much fun. Do
1: you ever allow people to come to, like, a taping?
0: My daughters have come in and, and watched a, a couple, one or two over the years. You know, his last couple of years with Steven uh, was really meaningful because he kept coming to sessions as long as he could. And to uh, look up and see a smiling face was... Uh, that's great. Yeah, that was that was inspiration aplenty right there.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. When when your daughters saw
0: you working in the booth,
2: mm-hmm. did you ever get feedback from them after the fact, like, Dad, you're really good. Like, I didn't know, really understood what you did, but like, you, to see you do it, Dad, you're really good.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, that's interesting. No, every once in a while, they'd say something like... Uh, You're so dumb. (laughs) 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 Cool. Just like every daughter to every dad. Got it. Got it. Got it. Exactly. I remember I I was doing a a phoner uh, once at home on speakerphone. And my youngest was in there. And at the time, she was probably like nine or 10. And uh, the reporter asked me if I ever did Patrick, you know, in my day-to-day life.
2: Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I said, uh, no. And Carson, who had understood that she had to just like sit there and listen, she immediately just went, Dad, <laughs> whenever you see a spider around the house, you go, spider, spider, spider. <laughs> and, uh, and I went, oh my God, that's right. That, that did become now my official reaction to a spider. <laughs> <laughs> spider, spider.
1: Patrick's voice has become literally synonymous with the word fool. It is the voice in hundreds of different languages around the world that one comes to associate with this type of character, no matter whether it's Patrick or not. Does it ever like kind of get back to you, like the, the the cultural impact of your voice and your character that you've kind of created in the
0: world? Well, it's really about the show and that starts with Steven and what he created and and who Steven Hillenberg was and his wonderful heart and spirit. Tom and I have talked about this, but when you've heard, thank you for my childhood, yeah, mm, 500 yes, 500 times, yeah. <laughs> it never stops being beautiful and this joyful recognition and admission of the potential of a cartoon. And I am so grateful. I never have taken this for granted in any way because when young parents come up and say, you know, I, I grew up with the cartoon and now I'm getting to watch it with my four-year-old, nothing prepares you for that. <laughs> I work in this absurdly transient business and I had one incredible nine-year run with a show, which almost never happens. Mm-hmm. And... Cut to this. I've been working with these guys, I guess we recorded season one in 98. Wow. So I've been working with these wonderful people, doing these wonderful characters for all all that time. And it's a treasure. And the way people love the characters and the incredible array of response from all manner of people just blows me away.
2: Bill, have you ever met any voice actors around the world who play Patrick Mm. in other languages? No,
0: I I would love to, but we had the Swedish SpongeBob stop by the studio one day when we were working on... I think the second film. And that was cool. And he was super excited. But, you know, I still kick myself. I, I ne- never once said, hey, you do Swedish Spongebob. I'll do English Patrick. I, yeah. I, I mean, What an opportunity I lost there. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. That would have been so much fun.
1: Would um, a Swedish Patrick have a, a Swedish accent?
0: <laughs> well... Speaking <laughs> Swedish, I, I guess technically it's not an accent. It's just... <laughs> no, correct <laughs> right for them. Yeah, right. I meant your version. Your oh. version with Swedish, oh, sure. Swedish Spongebob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's Norwegian.
1: Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy spot their archenemy, Reflecto, up to no good. Bon, bon. You know what this
0: means. Donuts. the power of Neptune. Mermaid Man and Barnacle
1: Boy, unite! Creatures of the deep, assemble! Obviously, we've been talking about fandom and and fans and how much we love Patrick. Do you have any good um, fan stories about someone who um, has come and met you?
0: Well, certainly, um, the Comic-Con as a cast, and we were doing a signing as a part of... uh, the activities. And I look up and there in line is the father and the mother and the three kids who were, I don't know, let's say like a toddler, 20 month or something. And then mm-hmm. uh, maybe a four-year-old and a six-year-old. The entire family of five were dressed like Patrick.
2: Oh. Huh. <laughs>
0: yes. And uh, it just, great. it was breathtaking. <laughs> 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 it was so great and i got to talk to the dad a little bit and he was having so much fun yeah. oh, oh man that sounds like a blast
1: we talk about comic-con in the show all the time and just mm-hmm. how wonderful it is that adults have found the freedom to like really truly express their childhood desires and loves yeah. like forever that's like, the cause joy that's what of Edgar comic-con right is yeah. that that
0: energy because uh, it's yep. all about passion and what a great energy that creates in such a large group of people too if you're a big one it's 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 just incredible
2: it's massive yeah Yeah. listen i've got pictures of me as a kid going to comic-con because i'm from san diego i grew up there but i don't have any pictures where my whole family did the same costume that would have been awesome (laughs) (laughs) so those kids when they grow up and they're like we went i went as patrick my siblings went as patrick my parents went as patrick we met patrick like that's that's such a great story you know that's so cool
1: (laughs) just met this girl She wears a hat full of
0: air. Do you mean she puts on airs? I guess so. That's just fancy talk. If you want to be fancy, hold your pinky up like this. The higher you hold it, the fancier you are. How's that? Higher. Like that? Now that's fancy. They should call you SpongeBob Fancy Pants.
2: So, Bill, uh, we know that uh, you're... Show television best friend and friend in real life, Mr. Tom Kenny. He's Mm. directing the shows now. Mm -hmm. What's it like working with him,
0: the voice of SpongeBob, as the director of the voices of SpongeBob? Well, he usually, uh, at least once a session, he'll make someone cry. (laughs) <laughs> just just yeah, yeah. with his brutality. Real uh, jerk, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: we're so
0: lucky to have him in this COVID situation. What we were able to, I think, achieve as a group recording together, where you're immediately yeah. fed creatively what the people mm-hmm. around you are bringing. People like Roger Bompas and Clancy Brown mm-hmm. and Carolyn Lawrence and Mary Jo Kayla and... Lori Allen and Doug Lawrence and all these people, they bring, and it's all there and it's vibrant and it can't help but inform and lift what you're doing. So we've lost that. However, you have Tom directing and he is, like I was saying earlier, his background in stand-up comedy and his passion for animation bring such a great sense of what you need to get to, where cool. it needs to go. And it's so sound and it's so accurate and inspired that we're very lucky to have him on board directing it. Steven Hillenberg was our session director the first three seasons, and <clears throat> he did something that was so unusual. Steven would have his little table sitting in the room with us, and he would wear his cans and he would sit there and he'd doodle. And so he'd just be doodling as we're going. And he'd laugh and he'd doodle. And then he'd look at the lines and he'd be doodling. And he'd laugh and he'd go, oh, okay, we'll try that line that way. And it was it was so much fun. It was so great. Wow, Steve was just awesome. Around season, I'm going to guess here and say season seven or eight. Because I think a lot of us started screwing around with the lines anyway. So, cause, so it was just kind of, <laughs> hey, you know, let's, let's keep control of this here. Let's do it as written. <laughs> and and then <laughs> what we'll do is after a couple takes as written we'll let you guys have a crazy pass and so yes. uh, so we get to ad lib as we want to if you have a, uh, an idea of something in my work you know remember we've been doing these characters for so long we are kind of in the dna of the characters and the spirit yeah, yeah. And the spirit of the writing and and, and the comedy so you really try and come up with something. I try not to abuse the crazy past just to, <laughs> just to make my you know, fellow actors laugh. I want it to be so good that the writers go, ooh. Yes. Ooh. Usable. Yeah. So I really want it to be good and I want it to be germane. And I want it to be within the spirit of that moment in a very specific mm-hmm. way. and and, awesome. and appropriate to Patrick, obviously. So that, that's a really cool... Thing Because typically in, in animation, you don't get to do that because there's been so much work on the part of the writers mm-hmm. and the storyboard artists to develop a single moment. So you, if you come waltzing in to do your little record and go, oh, I have a fabulous <laughs> joke here. You know, it's like, eh, you know, it's, not really. yeah, thousands of dollars. Right. They got to animate that joke. Yeah. exactly.
1: Before we let you go, let us play a quick little game that we like to call Finish That Line. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> That's a great jingle. I can never get that out of my head. Totally... Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs>
2: First one for you, Bill. We're not going to tell you what season it's from. We're not going to tell you what episode, but let's see if you can finish that <clears> line. <throat> okay. It's called The Ugly Barnacle. Once there was an ugly barnacle, he was so ugly that blank. Once
0: there was an ugly barnacle, the barnacle was so ugly that he died. <laughs> is that right? it's it's
2: pretty much right. the line the answer is, he was so ugly that everyone died the end. Oh, okay, That's the all right. point. <laughs> all right, okay, right. The, the we'll give you that one. We'll give you that one. That <laughs> is from the season two episode Something Smells. Uh, where SpongeBob had a he was real smelly and Patrick was trying to make him feel better. So
1: Frankie, take away take it away. What's the next one? Okay. Is blank a musical instrument? Oh,
0: please come on how dare you then is aioli a musical instrument no (laughs) okay is mayonnaise an instrument no patrick mayonnaise is
2: not an instrument Uh, horseradish isn't an instrument uh, either no
0: is mayonnaise an instrument no, Patrick, mayonnaise is
2: not an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Band Geeks. Yeah, well, Bill, is yeah. that your is that your favorite episode? or Is that Tom Kenny's favorite episode, Band Geeks? I think it's Tom. It's probably
0: Tom's. I know he yeah. loves it a lot. And I love it a lot too. Of course. I yeah. mean, it's so great, and it has so many of the great elements, including like Squidward's. You know. Amongst, uh, absurdity, you know, that, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that sets it up so everyone else can play at his expense, which is always so uh, great. Just, so great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love that you knew that one right away. Double points for that. Double points. You got three
2: points so far. So the next one is, I'll give you this scenario here. SpongeBob blows a giant elephant bubble and Patrick goes, oh, it's a blank.
0: it's a giraffe (laughs) (laughs) oh my god uh, I had so much fun with that moment that was when it really started to drop how much fun this job was that that episode
2: just brilliant of course from bubble stand of course Uh,
1: yeah. (laughs) oh funny okay ready you may be an open book Spongebob but I'm a bit more complicated than that the inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. We pan up to see Patrick's thoughts, and it's blank.
0: And it's a, a live-action uh, pitcher of milk spilling its contents, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I can't tell you, you, talk about feeling joy when you are studying the storyboard. I came upon that moment and went, oh! <gasps> i get to do this (laughs) oh what a fantastic i don't know what happened there oh boy i don't know brilliant yeah
2: you know the 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 creators of this show the people who work on the show they all know exactly when to use the live action bits yes and that is one of the best uses of the live action bits that's of course from the season two episode the secret box it's a a great great moment all right here's the last one Where's the X? It's supposed to be right here, 10,000 paces east. Oh, east? I thought you said blank. I thought you (laughs) said weest. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yes you did perfect
2: score bill that was from the season one episode arg uh Uh, where patrick is using a compass that mr krabs thinks is a weird compass it's a completely normal compass and the word was west and patrick thought it said (laughs) "west," which is one of the funniest moments of the entire show delightful Um,
1: delightful
2: bill that was so much fun I want to thank you on behalf of Frankie and I for sharing some time this afternoon when you were talking about how much the show means to you and how grateful you are to be a part of it. I'll be honest with you, Bill. I was like getting choked up because the stuff you were saying, it's hits so close to home. The show is really something special. The show's plural are Correct. really so, something special and uh it, it's just been a joy to get to talk to you today man so thank you so so much awesome yes man.
1: and congratulations on all of the success and thank you again for you know for inspiring both of us for our entire lives
2: And there you have it, everybody. That was so much fun. It was an unbelievable conversation with Bill Fagerbaki. Huge thanks to Bill for spending some time with us and sharing some great great stories. Frankie and I got a little emotional. Very it was emotional. A beautiful it was conversation.
1: Deep and it's so nice to know like someone that you would associate like hope has that kind of emotion and, and depth of person. It, it does in the end. Bill is just a wonderful human being. I'm so grateful that we got to have this opportunity today. Guys, we're going to be back with a brand new episode of
2: Spongebob Binge Pants next week. It's going to be awesome. We're watching season one of Spongebob and we hope that you're watching them with us. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Let us know what your favorite part of the interview was and be sure not to miss next week's episode Every Thursday, we got the new episodes coming out. Check them out wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends. And as always, keep watching cartoons. Thanks, guys. Bye.